Hello, friends, and welcome back to another one of our Bible Labs. This is week two of our Bible Lab, What Do We Mean By? And we're answering questions about words that we commonly use uh, in the church, but don't often define. Last week, we looked at what the gospel means. This week, we're going to answer the question, what do we mean by church? Exactly what does that very word mean? Before we jump in, Let's take a moment to pray. And before we pray, I'd like to let you know there's a thunderstorm and some pretty hard rain falling as we're recording today. So if you hear some thunder and lightning, just take that in as part of the ambiance of our time together. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word, for its clarity, for what it teaches us about the church. And we are thankful for the church, Lord. We're thankful that you put people in our lives for a purpose and a reason. And Lord, we pray that you would continue to do what you promised and build your church, drawing people together from all different backgrounds, from all different places, for the purpose of love, and that we might grow in a greater love for you and a greater love for each other. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let's dive in. What do we mean by the church? And as we begin to unpack this question today, let's just start off from the very beginning and acknowledge that when we say church, friends, we are not talking about a building. I'll put a big X right in there. Actually, uh, for us, when we look at a building, what a building is for the church is the building is a resource. It's a resource that's given to the church by God. So again, a little bit of a better color here. Let's just write it down here. The church building, the building is a resource. The church, friends, all throughout the Bible, the church, all in the New Testament, is the people. The people. Very little to do with a physical building. And in this season of COVID-19, we've been forced to double down on our understanding of what that means and how it's applied. Uh, but friends, I think in particular, you know, we, we don't have it perfect, but we're doing a pretty good job of functioning as the church outside of our resource of the building. So let's look at some popular uses of the word church in the New Testament, uses that we'll unpack a little bit later today uh, in our study. Jesus said that he would build his church in Matthew chapter 16. In John chapter 13, Jesus gives a new law that the church is going to be governed by. It's one command instead of all of the commands of the law in the Old Testament. There is a new command that Jesus gives. The model for what the church is to look like is established in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2. We know that the church, the people of the church, have gifts that are to be used for the building up of the brothers and sisters in Christ. And we know as the bride of Christ, the church will one day celebrate the wedding of the Lamb. And so let's take a look uh, at some of these passages. First, what does the word church actually mean? If you have a Strong's Concordance, the number is 1577, and it's the word ecclesia. And really, what it means is it means uh, called out. And I just want to underline that phrase right there. It's a called out or called forth gathering, or I actually like to use the word assembly of believers. 
That is what the church, the word church, actually means. Ecclesia, called out, gathering or assembly uh, of believers. In the Old Testament, uh, the word that was used often that would maybe be an equivalent, it was the word kohal, and um, that really meant an assembly or a gathering of people. And so there's some resources down here for you for future study if you want to continue to look a little bit further uh, outside of our time together. You can go and do that on your own a little bit later. So in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus and Peter are going back and forth in this dialogue. And finally in verse 18, Jesus says to Peter, And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, there's a word play going on there. He has called him Cephas. The word Cephas means rock. And so he's using this word play. On this rock, I, huge implications here again for us. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Meaning that Jesus is going to build his church and there is nothing no government, no virus, no situation that is going to prevail against Jesus building his church. Notice who's building, friends. It is not us. It is Jesus. So very important. Jesus is building his church and there is nothing that can prevail against it. Isn't it so comforting to know that in this season of COVID-19, when we have not been able to physically gather together, that this truth is real and relevant. Jesus is building his church as we speak. Beautiful truth. And so as this group is built and as they're gathered, how, is, how are they going to function? What is going to be their identifying characteristic? What is their identifier. In the Old Testament, the identifier for the Israelites as they were formed into a people group by God in the wilderness, their identifier was the law. That was in the Old Testament. And we know what happened with the law. The law became uh, a very heavy burden and a yoke. And it became something that was oppressive to the people. It became something that man used and abused to control and to manipulate the behavior of people. Jesus came. And when he came, he said these words, A new commandment, a new commandment I give you. The identifier, the governor of the church is this new commandment that Jesus gives, it is the command that we are to love one another. You will know they are Christians by their love. And so we become, as a body of Christ, as people who are called out, as the church that Jesus is building, we become children of love with a nature of love. Motivated by love. Children of love 
with a nature of love, motivated by love under this new command. Okay, so what are we to be doing? That's a great question. What are we to be doing? What's happening? And, and the book of Acts is a beautiful book, friends. If you've never read Acts from beginning to end, what a great book talking to us about what the church is and how it's to function, establishing for us a model of the church. Look at the early church in Acts uh, in chapter 2, starting in verse 42. They devoted themselves to a few different things we want to highlight. To the apostles' teaching. This was teaching that was from the word. To fellowship, the breaking of bread, further defining what that fellowship looked like. And the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many signs and wonders were being done through the apostles. And all who believed, now look at this, all who believed were together. They were together. And they had, or they shared, all things in common. There was unity. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. Friends, we still do this today. It just looks a little bit differently as we give our tithes and offerings. Those tithes and offerings are distributed to places where there's need. And day by day, they attended the temple together, breaking bread in their homes together. They received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God. And having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Now look at the ending line here. Isn't this amazing? Jesus said, I will build my church. Here we are. Acts chapter 2. The church is forming. It's starting. Look at all these fabulous things that people are doing together. And what's happening? The Lord is doing what he said he would do. I will build I will build, I will build my church. Not with a hammer and nail. Not with wood and brick and mortar. Those things burn away, friends. It's a people. He's calling together a people. And so there's this unique characteristic or attribute within these people that Jesus has called together. And it's this idea that we do this well or we can do this well because there are gifts to be shared. He doesn't just call us together and leave us as we are. He changes us and he gives us gifts. So take a look at the book of Ephesians, as we open up Ephesians chapter 4, this is God that's doing the work here. He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers. And what did he give them to do? What was the purpose that he gifted these people for? The purpose was so that they could equip the saints for the work of the ministry so that the body of Christ would be built up. So Jesus is building his church and he's using the gifts of weak and feeble men to do it. It's a beautiful, beautiful truth, friends. 
is why being the church is so important no matter where the Lord has us or has placed us. We can be the church present with one another. We can be the church apart from one another. Paul's example was exactly that. He was not always physically present with his people, but he always had an influence because the Lord was using him and it was the Lord doing the work. And so what will be the ultimate destination for us, church? What will be the ultimate realization of the church? What will we celebrate together? Look at Revelation chapter 19, verses 7 and 8. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come. We know that the church is identified as the bride of Christ. And there will be a time when the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, pure and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. So friends, how do we make ourselves ready? How does the church make herself ready? And it goes back to following the new command that Jesus gave, then later defined, growing in love, laying down our lives for one another as we grow together in love. That's how we make ourselves ready, church. So, what do we mean by church? Great question. Let's look at the conclusion. The church is Jesus' building project. A group of people called out and assembled under the law of love. This assembly is to devote themselves to the teaching of the word, fellowship with one another, and prayer. Each person in the assembly has gifts that they are to be that are to be used for the building up of others until the day of Christ's return. Let's celebrate this together, church body. The Lord is at work. Jesus is building his church. He's doing great things. Let's rejoice, give thanks, and be glad. Until next time, have a great day.